0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. Gotcha. <laughs> Welcome back to Match Chat. Uh, it's the only pro wrestling show you need to be listening to that has our fans' videos in it. The friendos are in it. On Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Great, great
2: start the show already. If
1: You want, hey, you know what? It works, though, because we have some new Matt Chatters this week. We do. And so whatever ramble I'm on at the beginning of the show, explaining the idea that if you put in $20 a month to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, even if you do it for one month, that gets you four Matt Chat submissions that you are then eligible for. Well,
2: five if there's five uh, weeks in the month. Uh, there are, what,
1: four of those per year, I think? S- September? Anyways. June? Just
2: carry on. I don't know. Anyways, we got, a bunch, of, we,
1: we got a bunch of great questions. Today is uh, Hell in a Cell Day.
2: It is. We'll be doing a live stream, reaction live stream today. Correct. From four, I think it starts at four, to whenever it ends.
1: I'm fresh off my secret trip. Top secret mission. It's still top secret for the next like couple days, I think. And then yeah, for a little can, while. We can talk about it. Yeah, for a little while. Um, so that's very exciting. I feel great. I'm actually filming this before I leave. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm dead now. Are you going to run this if I'm dead? If the plane crashes? And then am I? We got a Matt
0: chat question first from Kyan. Let's see what he's got to say. Hey, Stephen Larson back with another Matt chat question. And we're coming to the end of 2018. And I want to know the top five indie superstars that you want to see in the WWE in 2019. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you,
3: Kyan. Thank you, Kyan.
2: Well, you know you get a, you go first usually,
3: mm.
2: but you didn't have anything written down here, so I'll go first. And mm, you're chewing. Mm, 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 so mm, here mm. are five. Uh, he says indie superstars, so I just it didn't include anybody from New Japan because oh dear. Oh that's not independent promotion. Yeah, basically it is all. Go ahead. No, not at all. Neither is Ring of Honor. Really, it's owned by a giant media conglomerate. It's not an independent promotion. <clears throat> Anyways, these are wrestlers who, I guess, are independent in the sense. Well, two of them are signed to Well, three of them, actually, signed to contracts with the televised product. But, anyways, they're by and large independent wrestlers. Here we go. Uh, Pentagon Jr., number one. Uh, Phoenix, his brother, number two. It's really 1A, 1B. They're great.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Seto Mieros. That's far and away number one.
2: Oh, man. Phoenix is so good. Yeah, dude, but. He's so good. I like them both. They're both excellent. Lucha Brothers are fantastic. Great. Uh, Jeff Cobb. Oh, fantastic. He'd be great. Stud. Yeah. Uh, Brody King. Mm, Stud. Yeah. Yeah. And then Santana Garrett. Oh, stud.
1: I mean, can you say that with a woman? Yeah, you can say that with a woman.
2: Stud. I think they'd all be great additions to either NXT. Well, they'd probably all go to NXT, although I feel like Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix can be in the Raw Tag Division right now and dominate.
1: I don't even need to write my answers down because they're
2: all right here. Give them to me. Jordan Grace, good. Lots of buzz Plus. coming out of the that good. Good over there. But Moose, um, he signed Impact. That's fluid, man. He can get out of that time. He's got like two more years on that deal or something. Like I
1: that. don't know that he does. I know. I I know that he said that he signed a long term. I don't think those long term deals with Impact. I think they're just hey, we'll pay you money per appearance. No,
2: I think Moose signed a long term deal. Carry on. It's Impact, dude. You don't know what you're talking
1: about. They could buy Impact with chump change. I know. We could probably buy impact with our patreon not with money. the way
2: youtube's been lately no
1: <laughs> patreon enough is enough uh so there's those two marco stunt oh good choice yeah the great choice really uh let's see here well you already took a bunch of great names so we're not going to overlap but i would totally yeah it's, it's,
2: it's yeah like, pentagon Penta jr
1: first is first yeah um moving over to uh AAA. give me psycho clown oh yeah good okay choice. oh no dr wagner jr and I was gonna say, Doctor
2: Wagner Jr., you yeah. come in as Andrade Almas Senior. No, he's Andrade Almas from the future, traveling back in time, because he looks like a time traveler.
1: We need to write that into Weebok Raw.
2: We should. That's great. We should. That's great. He's future Andrade Cien Almas. Oh man, he he earned a doctorate. Yeah. Changed his last name to Wagner. I've come back in time to tell you. I mean, his voice is so great. To tell me,
1: Almas, don't resign with WWE.
2: He's got the best voice. He does, man. It's great. That was amazing, <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. All good names. Good job. Oh man, good job, us. Man, we just improved WWE a lot. Oh, the
1: time travel gimmick? Are you kidding me? I didn't know you were going to bust that out,
2: man. I didn't know I was going to do it either until I thought great. of it. Great. It's me.
1: I am you from future. <laughs> La futura. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Next, we got a question from a new Matt Chatter. Ooh. Dead Spatula Inc. Heyo. Let's see what he has to say.
4: Okay. Hey, friend, does Show here. iPhone Promo Time. Steven Larson, you have normally noted that WWE doesn't care about bad reactions to poor booking because that Fox money is rolling in. But as Eric Bischoff noted about WCW, when you are hot, you can do no wrong. When you are not, you can do no right. Given the overwhelming success of All In and the NWA positioning itself as an uh, alliance of indies, as an alternative to the WWE, do you think... While the WWE can right now do no wrong, will their apathy cause them to lose their goodwill and find that when the TV contract come up, they can do no right? Thanks, friendos. Too sweet. hearty handshake.
2: Thank you, Dead Spatula Inc. Thank you. I went first last time, Steve. So should WWE be worried about the momentum All In's got, the, the kind of rebirth of the NWA? Should they be worried at all? No.
1: how oh, no. They have established themselves as basically the end-all be-all. You know they're not going anywhere.
2: They are to pro wrestling what Kleenex is, to facial tissue.
1: <laughs> or Xerox is to copiers. Yes. They are synonymous. They mean they are wrestling. Yeah. That being said... If there was any competition, it would be in the form of some sort of it would start with New Japan coming up with a product that no,
2: no, no. Short term, no, no. But however, Billy Corgan, he's got a 20 year plan. Yeah. And if, if he could if he could unify, all the various independent promotions here in the states um, serve as unifying body to them, as the NWA was back in the territory eras. I'm not saying they're going to be. Uh, there's no way financially they can be anywhere close to what WWE can do. However, if they can all join forces, mm. as we saw with All In, there's a thirst, a hunger well, yeah. in the wrestling community for an alternative to WWE's product. And if if the NWA could could conglomerate all the independents here in the states and 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 create a larger platform for all these promotions to put on shows in larger venues not a threat per se but it 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 solidifies a pretty solid alternative here in the states
1: so because like we got impact impact having shows
2: like their major shows in a thousand seats. here's why that'll never happen here's why that'll
1: never ever happen it's simple you got Billy Corgan. And then you have Ed Nordholm, Scott DeMore, and Don Callis. And then on top of that, you got whoever else you want to bring into the puzzle. Too many cooks in the kitchen. There is not there would there there could not legally be one unifying vision because nobody would give up that kind of control. And I don't think there is well, an here's algorithm. You don't
2: need unifying vision for all the various indie promotion, because that never existed in the NWA days, you had just the one traveling champion. And say he pops in, for example, Cody, when his Ring of Honor contract expires in November, um, he carries on a program there for three months with somebody in Ring of Honor for that NWA title. Once that program ends, he's on to the next one. He goes to Impact for a couple months. He goes to uh, uh, AAA for a couple months for a program. So long as the, the, the creative vision is centered around the NWA champion, the the, for that particular storyline these other promotions are free to 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 go about the creative process as usual
1: okay however what is corgan already doing that we both said was "Mm, he shouldn't be doing that national championship where's that gonna go tag championships where are they gonna go For what for for it to feel like a unifying body, there has to be some sort of unity, not just a a traveling H title that goes from territory to territory. I get what you're saying with the NWA, but that's why when the NWA tried to come up with, well, not the NWA, I don't think uh, when when there when an attempt was made to counter WrestleMania by several different territories. What happened? Nobody knew they couldn't decide who was going to go over. They couldn't figure all that out
2: I, I, when no, it I was what was
1: the super, super. Yeah, there was something, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So if the question is, could there ever be a, a threat even long term to the WWE? No, I mean, long term, 20 years. I, I just don't see it. It would need, as Scott Steiner said in that Simon Miller interview, amongst many other things he said, there would need to be, first off, a a major network deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, USA lost SmackDown, but they kept Raw. Well, what's another? T? Turner. TNT. Let's say all of a sudden Turner wanted to get back into, who even owns Turner anymore? What is What is that deal? Do we know? Viacom? Does Viacom own Turner?
2: No, I think they own. Does AOL CBS. still exist? Yes, it does. <laughs> Do they own Turner? That I don't know. Okay. I don't know if AOL Time Warner is still a thing or they've been bought by somebody else. Is it just? There's Time so Warner? many mergers is it these Warner days. Warner Brothers?
1: I have. I don't know. I don't
2: know. If no, I think Time Warner owned Warner Brothers.
1: So like TNT,
2: um, I mean FX
1: is Fox. Fox has SmackDown. So like, if there was another USA level network like TNT, yeah that wanted to get in the wrestling business, number one, I don't think they ever would because WWE's end-all, be-all. But if
2: they wanted to get into the business, I mean, could... Here's uh, something about the moxie to challenge Vince McMahon. He's Cuban? Yeah.
1: What does he have?
2: Access. And they need to get that on pretty much every cable provider before it's even a possibility. But uh, I've heard numbers that uh, the New Japan broadcast on Access compete with Impact circa like a year ago. Before Demore and Callus took over, It's so like two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Which, considering most of the time it's not original live programming, and considering it's seemingly not on in every uh, on every cable provider, it's fairly impressive. Because I don't have access, but I have Pop. Yeah. So I think the buzz around New Japan, if they, if there's a and that's the thing about the all in thing that that put the idea in my head about kind of a new NWA unifying body is that you can carry on, all the promotions carry on normal operations. Once or twice a year, they get together for these shows. Yeah, there's gonna be all sorts of politics that's gonna have to be worked out. But I think the business is different now than it was in the original territory days. I think people are, for the most part, more in tune with the idea of collaboration. Mm, Oh, sure, yeah. And working together to Mm -hmm. build up the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, And granted, yes, politics will still come into play. People want to protect their top guys. But at the end of the day, I think if people realize that if if booking things a certain way will bring buzz to independent wrestling and specifically their promotion, they will do what they can to bring eyeballs on it. It would, it would forever be
1: a strong, maybe even financially healthy um, alternative to the WWE, but it would never in a million years compete with the WWE. No. The bottom line is the WWE is too far ahead. It's too rich. For all we know, this time next year they will have decimated the in the non WWE scene with different NXT territories, with snapping up name after name after name after name. Entirely possible. And you know, and there was still. I hope there would still be a thriving independent scene as a as a good fun alternative to real wrestling fans. But real wrestling fans who were watching all in and ten thousand live is a great number. But let's face it. That's not a number they could do on a monthly basis. No, but WWE doesn't close. do it on,
2: non- on a monthly basis.
1: No, they don't. Which is why, like Cody and the Young Bucks, wouldn't be able to even come close to that on a monthly basis. Because not even New Japan can do that over a year on a monthly basis. Nope. So, so no. The, the bottom line is short term, long term, there will never be a true competitor. WWE. The WWE, that there is not enough uh, interest on en mass in the industry for that to happen. But I do hope, and it does seem like there are so many fun alternatives, and if they were to collaborate on a more regular basis, on uh, the kind of thing that you're talking about, that Corgan might try to do with the NWA, that'd be great, but it will never be more than simply a fun alternative to the WWE, which a lot of people think is getting stale. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's always going to be a farm system for WWE. That's what it is.
2: Next. Joshua Martinez, oh man, making me jealous with this burrito. Look at the size of this burrito that that he's got. So hungry.
1: Let's take a look,
2: hey friendos. So it's a Sunday evening right now, and I decided, you know what,
3: burrito and watch all in. So it got me thinking, what are some fondest memory you guys have of watching wrestling growing up? Whether it be when you're a kid or as a teen, maybe even college student, whatever. I know one of the fondest memory is. Growing
2: up, every Friday night, I'd watch SmackDown on UPN. I wasn't really much of a raw guy, maybe because I didn't have Spike TV. I had UPN, so that's what I'd be watching. And every now and then, my mom would bring pizza from the local pizza parlor. And I just I look back on that with nostalgic glasses. So what are some memories you guys have of watching wrestling? Thanks, Randles. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Burrito King. Man, that burrito looks great. Ooh, I want to eat it all. Me I too. don't know what's
1: inside of it, but it's a burrito. I want to eat it. Looks it looks delicious. Yeah.
2: Anyway, Steve, do you have some favorite memories watching wrestling? Uh,
1: so mine mainly came from college. Um, but yeah, I remember watching a lot of pay-per-views at your parents' house. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Hell in a Cell uh, 1998 there. the It was whatever it was. King of the Ring. King of the Ring, thank you. Uh, with that Mankind uh, Undertaker match. I remember that. Um, one of my fondest memories of watching it in a sort of communal environment uh, was uh, WrestleMania, uh, the Rock versus Hogan. 18. One. 18. Um, because, number one, that was actually a really good card. There was a, that was much more of a WCW Invasion-type card than what we got a year before. Um, uh, and I, we, I watched that at a bar called the Yankee Doodles, Yeah. Down in the San Fernando Valley. Canoga Park. Yeah. Uh, I don't know
2: if it's still there, though. Oh, I'd be sad if it wasn't. Um,
1: Kind of a crap hole place. But uh, they had wrestling there. It was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of just... It was just a really fun wrestling environment. Um, Everybody watching on, like, a giant screen TV at a bar. Um, Everybody marking out hardcore for the Hogan Rock match. Uh, Yeah, I, I remember that. There was a lot of great memories of us. I'll never forget... Um, coming home the day that uh, you, me, and Jeff had gone out, we got home and found out Owen Hart had died. Mm-hmm. I never, I will never forget like loading up WWE.com, WWF.com maybe back then, yeah, yeah, when uh, when uh, when Shane
2: bought WCW, yeah,
1: yeah, that was stunning. And then mm-hmm. we all watched that, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was so much of that going to Jeff's parents' house mm-hmm. during those college days, yeah, wrestling was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It was the attitude era, of course, Monday Night War. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I bonded with a lot of you guys
2: back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's, 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 I used to watch wrestling in the mid-'80s um, quite a bit. And I lived in a pretty small town at, at the time with one video store. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I seem to have rented the same movies a lot, or the mm-hmm. same tapes a lot. It, they were always usually either uh, like those late '70s, early '80s Disney live-action films, like The Black Hole or Hell Condor yeah, man. man. Those were rad. Um, or WrestleMania One. Mercy in that with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on the cover? Yeah. Um, and it seemed like a monthly ritual for me that I would rent that video and just watch it. That's rad. Um, and then eventually they get WrestleMania two II and three and so on. And I watched all those. Um, so for me, I think it was just it was just hanging out at my my parents' house. Um, back in the mid late '80s, yeah, and just really getting into wrestling at the time.
1: Yeah, I never knew. I mean, like my earliest experience with wrestling was uh, Rock and Wrestling, the Hogan cartoon. Well, maybe maybe it was like Rocky Three. I always like kind of vaguely remember, like you know, wrestling being you know the F word or predetermined, or whatever you want to call it, um, and being like cool with it. Like I never really cared that it was like, you know, not the real stuff mm-hmm. um, because I just sort of understood maybe from like having an early memory of the cartoon, it's like, Oh, I get it. It's like cartoon characters, but they're like real life. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So maybe that has something to do with it. But then I, I was kind of just not, you know, I, I never had like a real, I don't even know. So I grew up like a bunch of my childhood in England on Air Force Base, and I'm not. I mean, I'm sure they ran that programming, but I just never was into it. I, yeah. I never got exposed to it. They, do you remember? Do you know how you got exposed to it in the first place? I was uh,
2: flipping through the channels, and then because we had cable pretty early, and uh, just came, coming upon the USA Network, mm. and I don't know if this is the first match I ever watched. But I remember watching the Killer Bees versus the British Bulldogs, mm. and just saying, "Oh my gosh, these guys are coming out with the with the bulldog. Yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome." And just you know, the characters are larger than life, and just instantly being captivated by it
1: we never so like we didn't have we had like whatever air force freaking programming there was which was like always behind the times and i'm not sure if they would have carried wwe at all i mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. um and then we got like when we moved back like i think it was maybe we had cable i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know like if i had much like
2: availability
1: to anything beyond the cartoon so yeah 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 Anyways, cool question,
2: though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, another new match chatter. Nice. AJ Styles Contractor. Let's see what he has to say. A familiar face. He was yes. at the meetup. Let's he was. See. Yeah.
4: How's it going? Stephen Larson. It's your boy, AJ Styles Contractor, Devon. With my first match chat question, first off, I want to say I'm glad I got to see you guys back in Chicago. I still got the pictures of us doing the, old, the Undisputed Era pose. Greatest night of my life. But here's the question. And it's gonna be a little bit controversial. Now WWE still hasn't had a black WWE champion. Now Mark Henry was world heavyweight champion, but that was the big gold belt. So my question today is: Who are three people, whether it could be from now or it could be past, present, and future? You know, black competitors who should win either the universal championship or the WWE Championship that's on SmackDown that AJ Styles holds. Too sweet, hearty handshake.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, AJ Styles contractor.
1: Thank you. It was a wonderful night for us as well. Yes. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, beyond uh, Mark Henry and the big gold belt, um, African-American superstars as, you know, uh, world champions, kind of few and far between, unfortunately. Um, I'm curious to see... How far... I'm curious to know what Vince will think of Keith Lee. The guy has maybe the most infectious personality and seemingly one of the most genuine personalities. Um, I think they could do a lot with him. Mm -hmm. I think the crowd would be behind him regardless. Mm -hmm. It might be one of those situations where Vince sort of takes that fact for granted and so he never puts the title on him. But I could see him as a WWE champion easily. Uh, Velveteen Dream... I he's only 23 years old. If he's not a, a universal champion or WWE champion one day, I don't know what the hell they're doing wrong. I really don't. Like he is amazing, um, and he has to come up with three. What was the other oh, one? Oh,
2: here I'll, I'll 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 continue here. I agree okay. with your your two choices, and I'll say any, if not all, members of the New Day. Oh yeah, Big E. Yeah, yeah. I think any of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, just think about them. I thought when uh, Big E was in Money in the Bank, it'd been great for him to have won it. Or sorry, I guess Kofi was in it, but Big E won the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to have a new day member in it. Um, uh, have them Freebird that briefcase and yeah. eventually Freebird the WWE title. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah, no, I think depending great. on who they're they're facing in that particular feud, yeah. whoever matches up best against them, mm-hmm. I thought that have been awesome. Yeah, absolutely
1: that w- awesome. That would have been really interesting. I'm kind of curious if it was ever even considered. That oh, yeah. idea, yeah, um, or not, but uh yeah, that would have been that would have been really fun. I'd love to have seen that.
2: So either collectively or individually, any member of the New Day, I think, would be a great WWE Universal Champion.
1: Oh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, our next match chat question is from Josh Little, yeah, a new match chatter as well, mm-hmm. right? Okay, let's take it. We met Josh at Starcast. Yeah, Starcast, yeah, lovely guy. Him and his mom. Uh, let's see what he has to say.
3: Hey, Steven Larson I rank what WWE superstar would finally end. Adam Mayhem's title reign. Thanks, for one of those
1: Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. He's also responsible for giving us this the new four horsemen combo. Well, two of them. Of Luger, Sting, and then we added Roman Reigns to this four horsemen. Well, there's only three of them. No, there is a fourth one, but he's perpetually it's a mystery, mystery partner. It's
2: RoboCop. <laughs> uh, Steve, you can go ahead and go first here. <laughs> Whoa, What do I do? So you got a power rank, the WWE superstars that would end oh. Adam Mayhem's reign. Are you kidding me, dude? Give me a break.
3: There
1: is uh, one superstar who I'd want to see end Adam Mayhem's reign so that when he comes out, he's carrying this title with pride, uh, with enthusiasm, with charisma, and all that is undisputed. That title will end up in the hands of Adam Cole, baby!
2: Bye-bye. See, here's the thing. There's several WWE talents that I think would be uh, pretty solid H-Champions. Um, That's a better idea, actually. You mentioned Adam Cole. He's great. Finn Balor, great. I mean, Seth Rollins. I can go on and on. Mm. However, none of them are Adam Mayhem. Adam Mayhem is the H-Champion, and he should be H-Champion in perpetuity. Listen to I this. I can't think of anybody in WWE that I would want to beat Adam Mayhem for that title.
1: I can. Again, uh, many people. Um Think about this, what? right? So, Adam Mayhem is many things. Uh, a little on the, the 205 Live side, he might be as well. So, give me the main event, Adam Mayhem, versus the man of the hour, the 23-year-old piece of gold, Leo
2: Rush. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be a great match. Give me that
1: match. Leo Rush goes over no. with the H Championship. I said this
2: before, and I'll say it again. There's only one wrestler in the entire universe that might make, might, and I say that might, great to collect. hesitation, with great hesitation. Might, Leo Rush. No, might. Uh, Rush. I might. I might Listen root for Listen instead of you. Adam Mayhem. But again, that's a huge might. Probably not, but might. And that's Minoru Suzuki. It's the only wrestler that's that if so. it's Minoru Suzuki against Adam Mayhem, my mm. allegiances might be mm-hmm. split. Mm-hmm. And that's nope, it. nope. But I will never root for Adam Mayhem to lose that title. Mm-hmm. Ever, mm-hmm. ever. Okay. I don't care how much money he takes out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. He is my champion, he is your champion, he is everybody's H-champion. And I want him to carry that belt for a very long time.
1: Move on, please.
2: Alright, well, uh, next, uh, DJ Mott. DJ Mott has a Matt Chat question. Let's see what he has to say.
1: Thank goodness. Hey, Stephen Larson. It is your going in Ross Negerhead, DJ Mott here back from the college dorm room. So, Renee Young just got full-time status on the announced team.
2: So, with that being said, what is the next step in the women's evolution? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, DJ Mott. Thank you, DJ Mott. So, uh, really, just have the uh, the women a win's match main event WrestleMania. It could happen next year if they go with Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if built well, it could be incredible. Bring a lot of attention to the product, and uh, and and well deserved. Um, so that's what I'd say. Main event mania.
1: That's not a bad answer. Uh, next up for me would be Candice LeRae versus Tommaso Ciampa. Intergender wrestling, the way it should be, the way we see it. Uh, I mean, look at – you saw that – and now they're going to fight. I forget where. Jordan Grace, Brian Cage are going one-on-one. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I don't know where it is. I forget. It. I just saw an ad for it. She put it on her Twitter. That's very cool. We saw them square off. She eliminated Brian Cage. Powerbombed him too. Powerbombed him. It was great. Uh in the the all in thing. And uh so yeah. But Candace versus Tommaso Ciampa should be a no brainer.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm disappointed they didn't do that because there, it seemed like the storyline they could have done it easily. And Now Candice has removed herself from that story entirely.
1: I feel like yeah, they could have they could have at least done like a mixed tag match. They where did they, the,
2: they did on the house show circuit, yeah, but they never did on TV. Oh, was them? I thought it was. uh oh, sorry, it was Zelina Vega. It, was, Vagan, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, it was a mixed tag match that have had limited intergender.
1: Champa get like you know reluctantly have you know like a like a Shayna Baszler. You know if they're going to do a thing with Shane and mm-hmm. Candice, which doesn't mm-hmm. look like they're going to. Um you know, have them, you know, tag together and mix tag match, but then have that moment where Candice stares down Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that'd be good. Get everybody, you know, hyped for that. Yeah. So I, I want to see that. I mean, I think there's ways you can do, as we've seen on the independent circuit, on the non WWE circuit, there are totally ways you can do intergender wrestling where it doesn't remind you that a man is in there trying to beat up a woman. You can do that. You could totally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, well, who's next? Who's
2: next? Uh Zach S. Oh,
1: the man, Hall of Famer, Zach S. Let's yes. see what he has to say.
2: What's good, Stephen Larson many friendos out there? It's your official friend over IWGP heavyweight champ, Zach S, coming at you with another match at question. The question this week is, who on uh, Main roster is gonna have more success when they eventually get called up? Is it gonna be Adam Cole or Ricochet? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S.
1: Thank you, Zach S. I mean, you can look, you can see this right now. Oh, wait, do you go first? No, you go first. Okay. You can look, I'm in mean, the answer is Adam Cole Bebe. Uh, not just because we're both huge marks for the Undisputed Era, but you can see the proof being already in the pudding there in NXT. Adam Cole goes to the Royal Albert Hall, faces Wolfgang. What happens? The people cheer for Adam Cole Bebe. Uh, Wolfgang uh, fights, I'm sorry, Adam Cole fights Ricochet. Uh, at NXT for the North American title. Does the crowd cheer when Ricochet wins? Yeah, there's, there's a respectful cheer, but it's not the kind of roof explosion that happens whenever the Undisputed heir comes out and wins something. Uh, it's Adam Cole. I think that Triple H is probably a huge mark for Adam Cole. Uh, that's why they booked them ridiculously strong. Uh, Ricochet, promo skills still aren't really all that up to par, uh, even though he is fantastic in the ring. Uh, it's it's all, and Adam Cole's put on really good matches, so I'm gonna say it's Adam Cole, baby. The crowd will the crowd will surf him to to glory, man. I'm telling you,
2: it could be. But Adam, I'm
1: sorry, not to cut you off. Isn't it funny how like Adam Cole has positioned himself. To never be the guy who they're going to say, oh, well, it's just the baby thing that's over. No, they say his name and they associate him with that feeling of euphoria by doing that.
2: <laughs> He's going to be so over. Give me a break. Probably. Oh, I hope so. But he'll be over, but will he find success? That's the question. Oh, yeah, big time. Ricochet. By virtue of the fact that he's one of the best wrestlers and best high flyers, he's going to impress the crowd with his in-ring ability. And he will get over that way. As long as he's just competent on the mic, he will be fine. He'll be incredibly over. Man,
1: you know you know why that argument is so wrong? Because if you were right, 205 Live would be number one in the ratings every week. You need more than what he brings.
2: Well, I mean, he's hopefully not going to be on 205 Live.
1: Though. I don't think he's, I'm not saying he's going to no, be I know on what, 205 No, I understand Live. your
2: point. I understand your point. But... We've seen wrestlers. I mean, what was a knock on Seth Rollins when the Shield broke up? Oh, he's not that good on the mic. He he got over. His mic skills improved. He was hiding all sorts of great mic skills, but mainly he got over because he was one of the best damn wrestlers in the ring. AJ Styles, he's a decent mic guy, but he got over because he puts on the best matches every show. Um, if, if, if you can put on the best match every night, the cr- crowd will respect you and respect your work. And so long as you can advance the story, you need to advance on the mic, yeah. Yeah. A lot of success. Well, I mean, my counter to that argument will, of course, be
1: Adam Cole, baby. I mean,
2: that will probably be Adam Cole, but <laughs> I'm rooting for Ricochet. I'm a huge fan. Oh, who's next? Oh, next. Uh, I love Ricochet, too. I think yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Great. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Loki is next. Let's see what Loki has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. Loki Richard here with another Matt Chat question. My goggles make me see red, which makes me think. Should wrestlers be blading to help tell their story? Is it a little dangerous, or does it help make the story a little bit better? Have fun with the debate, and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki.
1: Thank you, Loki.
2: All right, so should wrestlers bleed more? Not necessarily, but I do mm-hmm. think they should lift the ban on blading. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I guess they would have to bleed more since they're banned from it now, more or less. Um, However I don't think it should be like the NWA In the late 70s and early 80s Where basically there's blood in every match Mm. Because then the effect of the blood is lessened Mm. Um, When it makes sense Story wise When it makes sense in the right feud uh, To enhance the drama of what's happening Yeah They should be allowed to do it However if everybody is doing it Mm. Then it's not going to matter It's not going to be impactful It's not going to be important Um, So uh, I will say yes But slightly Listen, man,
1: you know what the coolest thing about the Ruthless Aggression Era was? Everybody blood. It wasn't JBL's, like, long, long, ridiculous long There's blood d- everywhere. It was blood everywhere. That's the coolest thing about the Ruthless Aggression Era. That's the coolest thing about all those great matches from the late 70s, early 80s. It's not that the wrestling was good because largely it sucked. It's because people were just bleeding everywhere. It all looked like snuff film because it was also shot on, like, like, the worst freaking cameras possible. Oh, man, give me that over and over again all the but every time we play 2k 18 or whatever we're playing these days uh and somebody gets busted open we always mark out like a couple of little school girls
2: or because whatever. we don't expect it it's unexpected i know it's great but if it happened every time someone it got would punch in the fantastic. face and i'll be like oh someone's bleeding well again. that's just
1: that's just look i would be totally happy if every match we did there was blood because it's fantastic I'm not talking about every time we get. That would just be biologically weird if every time somebody got punched in the face, there'd be blood. Yeah. Although that could be cool too.
2: No, it would just get tiresome, man. Yeah, man. Blood is cool. And in, in the in the right moments, yeah. All the moments. No, not all the moments. Just the right moments. Next, Next up. Next up.
1: Yeah. We did, in fact, I got confirmation right now. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Well, I mean, It's got already
2: it. written down here that we got a question from there at the bottom. You don't have to confirm with anybody. I already confirmed it. It's old news.
1: Okay, we can run it now. Okay.
2: See what Thera has to say.
1: What's better, submission finishers or pin finishers? And by pin finishers, I mean anything where you hit a move and then
3: right after that you pin him for the three count.
1: Thank you, Thera Thabata. Thank you, Thera Thabada. Now, while I am a big fan of submission wrestling, Zack Saber Jr. is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Give me a power bomb, a choke slam, urinagi, tombstone, pile driver. Regular pile driver. A pile driver from the second rope. Nobody's tapping out to a pile driver. You know why? Because oh, you
2: no, The second rope, they might be forced to.
1: Yes, <laughs> because, because yeah, but they can't because they're paralyzed and they're getting pinned and their lifeless body cannot kick their shoulder up, man. That's why a finisher that results in... some of those finishers, you're already pinning the person. Take for example, Dave Batista's Batista Bob. You're just sitting there and the dude's pinned, right? Or the uh, uh, perfect plex. Now it's perfected by uh, Peyton Royce. Bang! And you just hang out, and you're getting, and you're pinning the person. It's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Scorpion Death Drop, DDT, uh, curb stomp, uh, or stomp. Whatever they call it these days. Dirty that deeds. cool ne- Oh, and then of course, of course. Hey, guess what? Nobody's tapping out of Rainmaker because the Rainmaker is a move that you, you hit it. And then, then you pin them. People and kick out a one, two all the time though. No, they don't. They do.
2: No, I mean, no. it usually takes multiple rainmakers. Not, like not an Okada. Yeah. Anybody? Not any. He doesn't fight Sorry. just anybody. Major matches.
1: Major matches with major
2: cream. Stars like that. It took three Rainmakers to defeat Kenny Omega, something like that. Oh yeah,
1: but they're like half. Like you know, Kenny was you know took a couple to defeat Shibata. One flush Rainmaker is all it takes. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I do know. I don't know about that. Absolutely, I love
2: Okada. i love myself a Rainmaker. I don't think you do. I do. The way you're talking right now. How many Okada shirts do you own? Zero. I have two. How many of those did you buy yourself? Well, I didn't have to because exactly. they were getting to me. But if I had to buy it, <laughs> I would because Okada is the best wrestler in the world. However, his finisher last shot either variation is a yeah. pinning. However, the Rainmaker is not booked as the strongest finisher, and we can agree on that. That's undisputed. Another thing that's undisputed is that if you want true drama to finish the match, then it's got to end in a submission. Think WrestleMania 13: Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. The drama: Stone Cold bleeding everywhere, not willing to tap out, passing out. I have a question. What? When Diesel
1: beat Mabel, did he powerbomb him for that win? No, no. How did he win? Do you remember? No, me neither. Couldn't have been a powerbomb. No, I don't more. think so. What? What was that? What event was that?
2: That was SummerSlam '94. All right, you continue with your argument. '95, '94, I think. Um, uh, HBK Kurt Angle, the finish of that match where HBK is in oh. the ankle lock forever. The drama. If you want drama to finish a match, you got to go with a submission. Um, one advantage to having a, a move, you know, like an RKO, for example, is it can come out of nowhere, yeah, and that's always fun. Or Stunner. a move, yeah, comes out of nowhere. Called E.T. But, the, but the, 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 the drama, the selling that the person does when they're in this mission move, trying to get to the ropes, trying to find a way out of it, the storytelling, as we see with Zack Sabre Jr. several times, where he's, he, you can see the mental process that he's undertaking to, to try to counter thing the person in the move is doing to escape it it's fascinating it's fantastic it's great storytelling on a on on, on a a very granular level and i love it like they said granular thank you so for me a well executed submission finish is the way to go
1: it's good i'm not saying it's bad like i love Zack saber jr i love when he could have but man give me and then like the kick out people who can kick out like ooh, 2.9 seconds oh that's great man okay that's fantastic right
2: there uh, next we got a question from AO Worm. Let's see what AO Worm has to say. Okay.
3: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A.O. Worm here with we'll another match that question. Alright, Steve Larson. So over the years you've seen many of wrestlers probably retire from in-ring competition or open up their own training dojos, as you call it. You know, the Good Brothers have their own down somewhere in Georgia. The Dudley boys have theirs, and then we've seen some of their candidates, some of their graduates. In the ring, like Lacey Lane, MJ from the Mae Young Classic, the um the Jobber who lost to Kyrie Sane on NXT last week, all came from the Dougie Boy factory. Which I'm like, okay, it's pretty cool. They're they're producing products, they're cranking out talent, and they're actually pretty good. So my question is: what Hall of Famers or WWE legends that have training dojos? Do you think the best wrestlers so far have come out of? You might do a little bit of research for it, but I'm, I really want to hear you guys' answer. And from last week's question, I was more so leaning towards like people like John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H. Like those type of guys that would, how would they fare NXT? But it's okay, because we know Roman wouldn't do good NXT anyway. But all right, guys, let's go to work. Take it easy. Too sweet. Hearty handshake.
1: Thank you, A.O. Worm.
2: Thank you, A.O. Worm.
1: Confirmed. It was a shoulder tackle from the second rope.
2: Yes. Highly unimpressive. Yeah. Um, I'll say Lance Storm. Okay. The alumni from the Storm Wrestling Academy include Tyler Breeze, Peyton Royce. Uh, I have some other names here. Hold, please. Emma. Uh, Tennille Dashwood. Oh. And then, oh, Chelsea Green.
1: Oh, I love Chelsea Green. She's great. Oh, she's fantastic.
2: Um, those are those are just some of the alumni from the Storm Wrestling Academy. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about his school. Um, from who
1: came out of yeah, Booker T's there also. Do you know who? came Ember out Moon.
2: Of his? Oh, Ember okay. Moon's from there. And uh, I was trying to think. There's someone else that, that their name is escaping me uh. because Booker T's uh, school was another name, another uh, place that I thought of as well. Okay. Um, so I'll go with those two.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the Shawn Michaels, was it, Texas Wrestling Academy, I yeah, think it's yeah, called. Yeah. Daniel Bryan came out of there. Paul London came out of there. I Brian think Kendrick. Kendrick came out of there. Gonzalez. Uh, Hernandez. Oh, Hernandez. Sorry. Sorry, Hernandez. Hernandez came out of there. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm seeing. Oh, I wonder who did Al Snow train. He trained Adam Cole. Al Snow. Let's see who came out of Al Snow's school wrestling. Let's see here. Uh, Al Snow Wrestling Academy. You gotta look up like graduates or alumni or something like that. I know. Oh, that does not look like it's going to be easy to find. No. Uh, no, it doesn't. Did Al Snow? Uh, did he train? Uh, Rick, Rick Martell. Rick Martell? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ah. Um. Uh. That doesn't say. Okay.
2: So, no, I don't know. Look up alumni or graduates. Uh, Right there. Anyways, this is, this is wildly entertaining this material. This is hugely entertaining. You stuff. just went to the exact same thing. I
1: know, but it said that there. It said that it has that them on there.
2: What alumni on there? Yeah. Uh, let's
1: see here. Yeah. Oh. don't know. Anyways, All right. Al Snow one of them.
2: Al Snow one of them. Says yeah. Stephen, without knowing any of his graduates. <laughs> Adam Cole's one of them.
1: Wrestling Academy graduates let's see here uh, juniors let's see here uh, no don't know they were partnered with impact for a bit oh nice there you go uh, yeah so I do not know I know it says they partnered with impact here for a while so. all right yeah I don't know uh, Adam Cole came out of uh, a Al house now
2: all right <laughs> Anyways, who's next, Larson? Uh, next, we got Christopher Rampersod. Let's Ooh. see what Christopher has to say. Hey, okay, cool.
3: Hello, Steve Larson. After going to the barbershop, giving myself a new look, what WWE wrestler needs a new gimmick, needs a new look, a new finisher?
2: Thank you, Christopher. Thank you,
1: Christopher. He's uh, sporting a new look there. Oh, man, that dude, he's going, uh, he's going undercover. Got rid of the beard, got rid of the long hair, trying a new look. Because he's on a secret mission.
2: I don't think that's the case. Probably not. Probably Anyways, who to... in WWE needs a new look? I'm gonna say Bob Roode. He's he's
1: What are you give me that look for? I'm, I'm curious where you're gonna because
2: go. Because Vince just sees him as the glorious guy. That's his that's the entirety of his character, his gimmick. How and would you change up his look? What do you do? Well, he should start coming out, he should not wear the robe at all. If he's not wrestling, he should be wearing a suit. Pretty much just way he did in NXT. Okay. All right. Do that. Okay. Um, and this you gotta you gotta distance him from the glorious thing because I think in Vince's mind that's that's all he is, and you you, you gotta kind of ditch that if he's gonna advance anywhere as a character. I feel like yeah, it worked great in, in NXT because there is a counter to it. Yeah, it added depth to his character when he was you know this this kind of snobbish heel who wore suits all the time, and then he came out to, ru- to wrestle in these awesome robes and a fantastic theme song. But you know, he was kind of a jerk. And so there is an interesting tension between that presentation versus how he conduct himself in promos and such. So kind of go back to the roots of what Bob Roode was in NXT um, and just focus on that. Get away from the glorious stuff because it's not working right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm down with that. Um,
1: So I don't know if it would really change much about how she's booked because the women's division – The women's division, I feel like either, so they're probably going to get those tag titles. um, And that'll help relieve some of the pressure. But I do kind of feel like the women's division also needs a mid card belt Mm -hmm. for singles wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Um, Ember Moon, going back to NXT, because she was such a focal point of the women's division for a period, there was always that confusion of wait, is she a werewolf? Is she like just cool, like a normal girl next door type? What it like, there's this weird dichotomy that like didn't really mesh. There was no like, you know, rhyme or reason to it. If they decide to focus on her at some point, which I really hope they do, because God damn it, she's a great wrestler. She's awesome. Uh, I think that that might still be kind of a thing. If they're gonna focus on her, uh, she needs to like sort of figure out what direction she's gonna go in. If it was me, I would book her as kind of like a, I guess sort of a guy. She seems so, like when she's on Up, Up, Down, Down, she seems so naturally likable Mm -hmm. that I don't buy the sort of werewolf aspect of her persona. Yeah. If it is a werewolf, I don't know. Um, I don't
2: think it was ever a werewolf. And
1: so running with kind of a girl next door thing, maybe like a, sort of like a Sam. I know he hasn't had a lot of success on main roster necessarily, but he kind of has Sami Zayn. Hmm. Kind of like that. Plus, well, that'd
2: be interesting if, if they took that approach with her outside of the ring, but in the ring switch flips.
1: If there was if there was some sort of bridge, some character yeah, no. bridge between the two, they never I think established that'd be that good. NXT.
2: I think that's maybe what they were trying to do in NXT, but they never uh, established uh, that kind of dichotomy. Yeah. And if they had, I think it would have worked really well. Yeah. yeah. Next, Minnesota Joe. Oh, nice. Asking about Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Minnesota Joe here, back with another Matt Chat question. As you notice, I'm wearing my Macho Man Randy Savage t shirt today. Oh, yeah. And my question this week is what is. The best Randy Savage match of all time. And also, what is the worst Randy Savage match of all time? And for worst, it could just yeah. Ugh, just he's got a couple bad ones, especially in WCW. But he's got a lot of good ones. So I want you guys to debate it. Thanks, friendos. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Minnesota
1: Joe. Thank you, Minnesota Joe.
2: Um you go first. Best and worst Macho Man matches. You so, saw you saw the worst. Or one of the
1: worst well okay so the interesting thing about macho man is that the the general consensus out there because I can't think offhand oh this is a crap macho man match the general consensus is there's not a lot of bad macho man matches there aren't like oh my god that was a garbage match the dude was an impeccable wrestler he was really good um so I pulled up a match there's two things that I could think of number one there is that Feud with Jade Jake Roberts. I don't think this happened during a match, or maybe it did. When Jake brought out that snake and it bit Macho Man, legitimately, that was terrifying, and I didn't like it. I don't like snakes; they scare the crap out of me. Um, so there was that moment. Uh, I just I just I googled uh, Macho Man versus Hogan, uh, but I did. I wanted to see what they did in WCW together, and I came across uh, uncensored 1998, which is a cage match between the two. Of them. Yeah. Uh, Hogan looked like he was going in slow motion. Um, That's pretty much
2: how he operated back then.
1: Pretty much. And then the disciple came in. The, the people paid for this. Pay- this is the main event. People paid for this pay per view, right? So disciple comes running out towards the finish of the match. I think Hogan's bloody. I couldn't tell. It was on daily motion. I didn't even bother to look up the network version. And uh, so he gets in there. Macho Man had climbed up the cage. And he, came, and he looked down at Disciple and you think, oh my God, is Mushroom Man gonna come flying off that cage somehow? Is he gonna do like a double ax handle? Is he gonna like drop an elbow, a crossbody? He said, I don't know what he's gonna do. Of course, he just sort of, you know, he was everybody's old by that time and nobody's doing what they're doing now. Like Snooker was the big cage diver back then. He was the guy known for that. They didn't do it really again to like Foley edge, yeah, stuff like that, um, or Jeff Hardy. And so like, he just sort of moseys back down Faces off against Hogan and and Disciple, who's like beefcake. And then Sting repels down using his cable thing. And then Macho Man attacks Sting, spits at Hogan, and leaves. And that's the end. That's the finish. That's the match. What a bunch of crap. Like, people paid for that, and that's the finish. I know. And I feel like that was always in WCW. That's always how they finished their pay-per-views. It was garbage bullshit that Hogan politicked his way out of taking a pin. Yeah. That's always what it was. Yeah. So I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna say that.
2: All right. What do you got for what do you got for the best Macho Man match though?
1: Oh, it's Macho Man Steamboat.
2: Yeah, at WrestleMania three. Although Macho Man Flair at WrestleMania 8 is really good too. Okay. Um yeah, it's WrestleMania three. That match is great. Oh yeah. And it was awesome to see uh Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon pay homage to that match, at the beginning of their match at all in. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. And It's amazing to think that they worked every little beat of that match out in advance. I know, and and you know did like a table did table reads essentially, so they both had everything memorized. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as for his worst match, I don't know if it's like fundamentally his worst match, but it's kind of the most annoying, and it has little to do with him. Um, his match against Hogan at WrestleMania Five. I understand the story. Uh, they had the culminate the mega power story Ooh. with Hogan going over Savage. Mm-hmm. It's just the bummer that they that uh, the, the, whoever worked with that match on that match with them picked more or less the least interesting way. Okay. because for the first half of it, it's a decent Macho Man match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's working over Hogan in classic Macho Man fashion, and then about I don't know halfway, two thirds through, what happens? Hul- Hogan Hulk's out. Yeah, a bunch of punches macho man has a brief little flurry hogan fends it off boot leg drop hogan wins yeah it's just annoying yeah like i understand it's the it's the late 80s early 90s whatever at least try to do something a little creative mm. but no mm. no that no it, it, it's, it's just annoying i remember watching that and thinking oh man this hogan's actually like macho man's bringing out something different and interesting in hogan and at the end, it's just a standard Hogan Same match. It's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Macho Man had a lot of uh, his feud against DDP was really good. They had some great matches too. Yeah, no, they
1: did. Yeah, I mean, I think the story. It's funny because I was looking at it. I was looking at the list of like uh, best ma- must see Macho Man matches, and uh, it was either Bleacher, I think it was Bleacher Report or Cage Side. Somebody had like a list, and they said essentially like, yeah, this is a cool feud, but nobody would actually call the match like must see. It's just neat to hear the story behind it. How Macho Man really thought very highly of DDP mm-hmm. enough that he said, "Yeah, you're going to go over." Because in seemingly in WCW, if you were a big enough star, you just write your own check. Like you just you just do what you want. Yeah, no, I'll put you there. Is no like Bischoff wasn't there saying, "Okay, so here's the deal." Well, there's no vision. It seemed like there was no vision.
2: It was like I mean, sort of like when the outsiders said, "Yeah, DDP was the first one." To, to get his, you know, to, to fend them off because we like them. Yeah. We like Dally.
1: Um, yeah, there is no like, okay, it makes sense for this guy to go over. It's just like, oh, no. Hopefully, the you know, Macho Man will let this guy go over. Hopefully, Hogan will. <laughs> no, that's
2: not going to happen.
1: No. Next Matt Chat question comes to us from... Your Zodiac
2: Killer. Oh, no. Steve Zodiac Killer. See what he has to say. Oh, dear. Stephen Larson, another Match Chat question for you from
3: Steve Zodiac Killer. Um, Just a quick one. Um, With WCPW slash Defiant bringing back loaded on a weekly basis, obviously the free YouTube show, what other shows slash pay-per-views slash promotions would you like to see come back? Um, I'd love to know your answer. Too sweet. Hearty handshake.
2: And I'll see you next time. Thank you, Steve Zodiac Killer. Thank you, my Zodiac I think I've mentioned this before, but this is an idea I have. For 205 Live, Mm -hmm. rebrand it WCW. Bring back the WCW name. Have it air Thursday nights. WCW Thursday Nitro. I can't tell if you're joking. World Cruiserweight Wrestling. One of the great things WCW brought us was cruiserweights from all over the world. That's true. So why not pay homage to that? Rebrand 205 Live because what they're doing now obviously isn't working. Tape it at the center stage studio in, or a theater in Atlanta, where they used to do uh, WCW Saturday night, <laughs> I think that'd be incredible. Smaller venue, hot crowd, put on amazing matches. We always said that 205 Live would work best in kind of like a PWG, American Legion Hall type environment. Mm-hmm. Granted, this place is a bit larger. Sure, yeah. But I think the it's overall... Venue. Yeah, it's a great venue. You know, because it's, it's circular and all that great stuff. I mean, I think that'd be a fantastic idea,
1: <laughs> wouldn't it? Be vaguely confusing for people like, wait, they're bringing back WCW? Oh, it's for the cruiserweights, but it's
2: what? Because it's not World Championship Wrestling anymore. <laughs> but that's the thing when you have to explain it. No, but I, th- I think WCW is synonymous enough with with great cruiserweight wrestling. No, man, oh, yeah.
1: WCW is synonymous with old, broken down WWE. Has you got to go before that? Ric Flair and Sting.
2: Also, Brian Pillman.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the first 10 wrestles I think of when I think WCW, I don't think Pillman's in the
2: equation. You think of Jericho or Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio or Juventud Guerrero or Psychosis or La Parca? Uh, I think of a couple of those names. Dean Malenko. But it's funny to because like I'm not sure.
1: It's like when I think, okay, I'll put it this way. Here, here's the thing. When I think of WCW, yes, I think of Benoit, I think of Milenko, I think of Jericho. Out of those three, I think of one of those as a cruiserweight. All right. Because the other two graduated out of that cruiserweight, and I just don't think of them as cruiserweights. Anyways, what's your no, answer? No, I love your idea, though. I really do. I just don't know if you're joking or not. I don't know if I'm joking or
2: not, either. <laughs> it's, one, it's one of
1: those, might be genius, it might be terrible, it might be going crazy. It could be both. Anyways, what's the question?
2: Uh, wrestling shows you want to see come back? Thunder. Uh you don't want to see what it's it's to your WCW. I'll,
1: we'll put on Thunder. Also, it'll be where the developmental cruiserweights go. They bring in brand new cruiserweights. See,
2: that's the show that's got the, the stain of David Arquette winning the title on it.
1: <laughs> well, this, that was one that Vince. It was both of them, right? Vince. No, Vince Russo won on Nitro, but then he brought it out
2: on Thunder. Yeah, but David Arquette accidentally won the WCW title on. So wait, of Thunder. What,
1: what show do I want to come back? Oh, ECW. ECW, bring back ECW. They couldn't do it the right way though. Do, like a TV 14 ECW with no sci-fi elements no zombies or yetis or it's part or of it, don't
2: don't ta- you know like do the tapings at the end or before raw or oh yeah no 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 couldn't do any of that
1: no buy that buy that buy the PWG American you don't regional.
2: have to you don't have to have all the necessarily extreme wrestling to yeah. that degree but you have to
1: Mature storylines
2: Re-envision the show In the spirit of the original
1: Yeah Mature storylines Yeah You know Sex
2: violence, violence Guns No they're not gonna do guns
1: More man. edgy a bit more, a
2: bit more edgy Yeah Very much Like Every ma- Like the ring ropes They're just barbed wire I mean even Paul Heyman said he was not He didn't want to do that After the Sabu Terry Funk match He didn't do it again
1: and every match starts with 15 light tubes in the middle of the room. Terrible idea. And it's like a super small venue with no ventilation. Oh, Everybody's gosh. inhaling
2: that and stuff. hunks of fluorescent tube going everywhere.
1: Toddlers welcome.
4: It's <laughs> a little terrible kids
2: getting, idea. Terrible getting idea. Getting sliced up. That shows last in two weeks at most. <laughs> Next, we got a question from TNA for Life. Let's see what TNA for Life has to say.
3: What is up, friendos? It's your boy, TNA for Life, here for another Matt Chat question. Steve N. Larson, I want to know, if you guys had to add one man to the greatest faction of all time, which is obviously Undisputed Era, who would it be? Jay Lethal or Christopher Daniels? I want to know, if you had to bring one guy in, add him to Undisputed Era, which one would you guys add? Thank you very much. to sweet. Party handshake. Peace out.
2: Thank you, TNA for life. Okay, I know you offered up Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels. There's only one wrestler in the entire universe that I would like to see join Undisputed Era, and that is Kevin Owens. That's the, so. He, and that is Undisputed.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that that's it.
2: I understand that, that both Jay Lethal and Christopher Daniels have been in Ring of Honor for a long time.
1: I think Jay Lethal makes a little bit more sense right now. I would
2: agree. However, I don't know what... You know, we've heard many times from both members of Undisputed Era and, and other other people that uh, all four of those guys go way back. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they're in Ring of Honor for a long time at the same time. But they they also seem genuinely tight. They yeah. They seem like genuine friends. And and I think that's an important part of their chemistry. And we know that Kevin Owens is tight with at least Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. We know that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, So I I think if you're going to bring anybody else in dispute era, it has to fit in with their natural chemistry and their history.
1: If I'll I'll, I'll add, this as a caveat though. If Jay lethal is as tight with those guys. See, I, I I would doubt Christopher Daniels is because I, I mean, I just, we probably would have heard it or something. Mm-hmm. But given that Jay Lethal was, if, if he's as tight with those guys as they all are with each other, then I would be okay with it. Yeah, that. I would too. It, I would be okay with that. If,
2: if, if it, if it. Chris
1: Daniels, now I associate way too closely with SCU. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I know it's a relatively new thing. I mean, he's been with for forever. Yeah, yeah. But the Scorpio Sky Edition and then the dubbing themselves SCU, that goes back less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Man,
2: they've really gotten themselves over in less than a year.
1: Well, being the elite
2: has. Well,
1: I mean that's where they do the the. This oh, town is the worst. No, I know, but being the elite has got. That's I mean, only you, you. You heard that podcast. Same mm-hmm. with Flip Gordon. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, that's why you know at Sarcas, you saw Chris Daming. You saw all those guys having the, a blast. They've been doing this for twenty almost twenty years, and now they're more over than they've ever been. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so great. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. If, if I don't know their backstage relationship, like with Jay Lethal, but if they're as close with him as they are with each other, then I'd then be yeah, okay with totally, that. Totally, totally. But Kevin Owens makes all the sense in the world. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, like you said, him and Adam Cole, you know, they obviously have a pretty tight relationship. Kevin Owens is freaking in the crowd at TakeOver with an Unisputed Era shirt on. Give me a break. Yeah. Of course, it's Kevin Owens. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Uh, next, new Matt Chatter, that hat guy, Gatlin T. Right, nice. Let's see what the hat guy has to say. Hey, hat guy.
3: Steven Larson, it's the new Matt Chatter, that hat guy, Gatlin T, and my question is, so... One of my favorite TV shows as a kid was Power Rangers. So what I need you two to do is make me a five-person Power Ranger team that consists of three men and two women. And that's a Red Ranger, a Blue Ranger, a Yellow Ranger, a Green Ranger, and a Pink Ranger. And then I need you to make me a sixth Ranger, and I'll let you guys pick the gender and the color amongst yourselves. Alrighty, guys. Too sweet and a hearty
2: handshake. Thank you, that hat guy. All right, to preface our answer, we know nothing about Power Rangers. I know less than nothing. nothing. So I don't know if the various Power Rangers have attributes associated with their, with their outfits. I don't know.
1: Okay, so I have... I have no idea. ...a picture of Power Rangers here. Yeah. There's a blue one. Well yeah. That would be AJ Styles. Yes. A yellow one would be Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Um, a green one would be... Jason Jordan. Does he wear green? Yeah. Okay, Jason, he's done. He's not wrestling. Anymore. Oh, that's probably a good. Give me point. A hold different...
2: on, hold on. They gotta find someone else who wears. Skip to the red one. I'll find someone that wears green.
1: Uh, red Ranger goes to uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Oh, perfect. That's good. Uh, Pink Ranger goes to uh, Natalia. Yeah. Or, we need to have two Bret women. We need to have two women. We need two women. Okay. Um... We need a green Oh the black ranger would be Becky Lynch because she wears all black now. Uh and then who do we need? A green ranger? Green,
2: what about Jeff Hardy? He wears green sometimes. Jeff Hardy. There you go.
1: But we only had one woman. No, we had two. Who really? Oh, that's right. We only had one. Okay, so take had, out what did you just say?
2: Oh, we need a new Green Ranger. We need a new Green Ranger. Someone who wears a
1: green. How about this? Because the Green Ranger, I think, eventually became the White Ranger. All right. How about the Green Ranger is uh, Zelina Vega and the White Ranger is Almas? There you go.
2: Elidolo. Uh, there you go. Good job. Thank you. We got one last question okay. from Stephen Coopers. Oh, nice. Let's see what Stephen Coopers has to say.
1: Hey, friendos, this is Stephen Coopers coming to you with another Matt Chat question. Now, Stephen Larson, if the friendos were actually put into prison, what would. Uh, each of their prison roles be. So one has to be uh kind of the loner, uh, kind of just does things on his own. One forms a gang and one is uh is forcibly uh turned into um, someone's lover. So let me know what you guys think. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Catch you in the next one. Thank you, Stephen Coopers. Thank you, Stephen Coopers. Okay, well the warden of this uh very shady wrestlers' prison would be the Undertaker. Yeah, you need to get back in your cell. I gotta put down any riot like a dog, oh, dear. I again, we got another comment saying he never said that. I told you
2: that. I told you that. But now he did. No, because I'm. You can't create history out of nothing. I just did. No, you didn't, because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. Agree with you I'm, I'm not going to play that an, game
1: I'm going to make An Undertaker shirt That says I'll put you down Like a dog All right, And then do like
2: the dog is It's like a cartoon dog With Undertaker hat and Yeah yeah And gloves on his paws <laughs>
4: There
2: you go
1: Anyways uh, What's the, Oh yeah So uh, Undertaker's the
2: warden uh, What are our roles Us Yeah Are we in this Well it wasn't wrestlers He said friendos Oh friendos
1: Oh I thought he meant I thought he meant wrestlers well, I'm taking the weird stuff about somebody making somebody else their lover out of the equation. Yeah. That's awkward. Um, I'll be the warden. We can be co wardens. I don't want to be a prisoner. Oh, I don't either. That's terrifying. Stevie Bradley, he's going to be like the big man on the block that nobody messes with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Chip in here, man. I don't know
2: either. Those are all good choices.
1: Help me out. I'm drowning. You'd be that guy who's standing. There,
2: I'm drowning in the pool, and you're like, "I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you." That that would be my role, <laughs> in the prison. What? It's like you're you're ineffective lifeguard. You're in the, you're in the shower getting shanked, <laughs> and you're like, "Help me!" I'm like, i don't know what to do not dude I don't want to get involved in this. I don't want to get involved. In this. <laughs> you're my best friend. Come on." Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'll be I, the first one to put some pressure on that wound oh, when, man, when the shank again. I, I hope so. Are you but be for like, right
1: now? Mind my own business. <laughs> you're going like, to be like, oh, it's too much blood. I can't handle it. Come on, man. No, I'll help
2: you once the shaking ends. But w- during the shanking, I'm just going to wash my hair, clean like my it. underarms. I don't like it, man. I'm the guy who minds his own business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the artiste. There See, that's go. why I'll be okay because I'll be the tattoo guy. There you go. Yeah. Everybody's tattoos will get infected.
2: <laughs> I'll rub it on my butt while they're not Oh, looking. gosh. I'm kill all you, these won't be, you won't be a tattoo artist long. it will be a prison of one person. Oh, dear. Exactly. Except for me, because I'll mind my own business. I won't get any <laughs> tattoos.
1: <laughs> I'll forcibly give you a tattoo. <laughs> Anyways. That's it. Is that for yep, that's that's it. it for Matt Chad? Yep, that's it. That's it for Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys at the live stream later today on our channel, YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson for uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Yeah.